John's not down here, so I can say whatever I want. But. Fart. Poop. I'm just going to talk like less for the rest of the day. No, 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 not like that, no. This has been an English whiskey. So I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the day, okay? Yes. Very good. You cut my eggs. You cut my milk. You cut my whiskey. You cut the cheese. Hopefully he cuts all this. Hopefully he cuts all this, but I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out. Don't tell him I said this. He'll find out when he's editing. You're listening to Those Dram Ginzers with your hosts, John and Zach. Hey everyone, I'm John. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Those Dram Ginzers where we drink bourbon and talk about it. You guys thought I was going to do a long one. That's what she <laughs> said. <laughs> Uh, well, this is off to a great start. Yeah, yeah. Here I am going. We're already. Uh, I'm going to be more appropriate with the show. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is that what the public wants? They want you to be more appropriate or I more don't know. inappropriate? Nobody's. Nobody comments. Nobody comments, man. <laughs> I don't know. And you don't want your your mom and dad's opinion yet. I mean, I like them to know what I'm doing. I just don't want them to hear how I'm doing it. <laughs> And I'm still their little boy. <laughs> I know. When I was editing the... Because uh, if you haven't noticed or you didn't read our post, um, we actually vlogged for the Whiskey Fest in our one-year anniversary. So there's actually a, a video up on our YouTube, and I'll make sure I put it in, this, in the link for this show notes um, for this one as well. But when I was editing it together, right, we've dropped... F words and all this other swear words, right? And it's just like, okay, whatever. I just skip on through it. It doesn't bother me. But like seeing us like say it, like I dropped, I dropped an F bomb the one time and I was like, I'm going to cut this out. Yeah. I just, I need to drop less of the F bombs. That's going to be my thing. Drop less of those. And then maybe we'll get on to the shits and dams. You got to be, you got to, you got to behave. Santa's watching even more now. He can't have not ever said a swear. (laughs) I don't know. It depends on what kind of whiskey he's drinking. I don't know. If Santa was drinking a whiskey, what do you think he'd have? Because you're a big winner whiskey fan. What would you think? I think he'd have Mama Huff's. Mama Huff's. Holiday whiskey. Winter whiskey. Remember winter we said winter whiskey. whiskey. Cause winter whiskey. Because if we say holiday, it's over by January 1. If we say winter whiskey, this it goes all the way into February. Mama Huff's winter whiskey. Yeah. Winter spiced whiskey. I think that's... How, how's the label coming on that? To, that we're going to replace their label with when we buy bottles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not <laughs> right now. I'm almost done with a few freelance gigs, and as soon as okay. that's done, then I'll have time, which is something I just don't have right now. Oh, yeah, two kids. Two kids, a dog. Two jobs, pretty much. Three yeah. if you include this. Yeah. That's all the shit that goes on in my head, man. It's just a full plate. <laughs> full time, all time. Full time, all time. Well, speaking of winter whiskey. <laughs> no, we're not having Mama House winter whiskey. We're not. Well, yeah. yet. Well, we've got a little bit right here that we're going to probably true. polish off tonight, but that's fine. 
Um, so if you're not on, and again, I don't know why you're not on it, but if you're not in Pittsburgh Whiskey Friends, you should be. Maybe um, they live in Kentucky. Eh, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna actually give this dude a shout I don't know if he listens to the show, but I'm going to give this dude a shout out. Well, wait, hold on. We should find out if he listens first. Uh, Nolan Edward Jenkins um, was awesome enough. He happened to be at a Wine and Spirits right when it opened, one of the ones in East End, and gave an alert because they had a ridiculous shipment of Blanton's Eagle Rare, Midwinter's Night Dram, Buffalo Trace, Peerless, Joseph Magnets, and a bunch of other ones we don't really see that often in PA, let alone get on this side of the state. So there's a big rush of, of people heading heading over there to get certain bottles. So I actually didn't get over till the next day. And shockingly, there still was some left. But I pick up, I picked us up a bottle of uh, Midwinter's Night Dram, Act Seven, Scene Three. So this this one of the new releases for this year's batches. Um, and uh, yeah, I was pretty pumped that there were some left over. I figured it would all be gone after the first day, especially after being blasted on on the group. They still had some other bottles still. There, I mean, Buffalo Trace was completely empty. Blanton. Yeah, of course. Blanton's was nowhere to be found. Yeah, I was excited to to get a bottle of that because we had um, Act 5, Scene 4 with Michelle. Michelle. However many episodes ago that was. It was 18, right? Number so 18. We're on well, 24. So the numbers on my computer don't necessarily match up because like, we never numbered the advent calendar ones. Oh, poo. But, yeah, so it was five or six episodes or so ago. And we really enjoyed it then. So Zach and I knew as soon as we saw that there was a bottle in Pittsburgh, uh-huh. we're just like, and buying it. So we are going to review. Oh, John, I wonder what we're going to give this one. Yeah, right? Midwinter's Night Dram, Act 7, Scene 3. This is a 98.6 proof, which is the same as the one that Michelle let us try. Indubitably. Um, and... It is a blend of straight rye whiskeys, and it's finished in French oak port barrels. Bottled by High West Distillery out of Utah. Previous batches were a mix between MGP, because High West does does source. They're getting out of the sourcing business. They're starting to have their own uh, enough of their own supply that they can start doing their own things. But um, mm-hmm. they ha- they usually typically have been sourcing from MGP out of Indiana. So. Uh, Previous batches, I'm not, and I can't find any details on this one because it's one of the first ones they released this year, was a, a mix between MGP juice and their juice. So straight rye whiskeys, um, which I'm always I'm always excited to see Zach enjoy rye whiskey, straight rye. It's becoming more common, man. Yeah. Becoming less of the, he doesn't like rye whiskeys guy. What's your biggest, what's the biggest change in whiskey that you feel like you've had? of like your personal taste like from when i sat when i sat down at your house we enjoyed that 14 year knob creek to to now right right 100 percent right yeah um because you when we started i mean you were the one that said let's do scotches as well mm-hmm. so you think rise over scotch even mm-hmm. yeah um scotch definitely i'm learning more about what kinds of scotch i like mm-hmm. but i was already kind of open to scotch despite my in interactions with number 22. <laughs> Still mad at you, Aaron. Um, it's the longest grudge I've ever held. Gosh, we're coming up on a year. Yeah, they're actually... Um, I don't know when they're going to announce it, but they're... I know, well, Aaron just put up a picture on the Pace for Whiskey Friends. Yeah. Um, and he put a picture up, I think, yesterday. They were they were 
putting the advent calendars for this year together. So I'm excited for um, for those to come out. Yeah, but no, I mean I I've definitely learned that I um, like Highland scotches more than I like scotch. Mm-hmm. That's something that I'm learning about myself. But generally speaking. I was pretty opposed to rise when I first started just because it was kind of like, oh, why, do I, why, do, why do I want my drink to be peppery? Mm-hmm. Like, I never liked Bloody Marys for that reason. I don't like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm just kind of like, oh, it's a rye? Oh, I can't wait to try it. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I mean, I still get rye that I'm like, yeah, this is the rye that I hate. Mm-hmm. Like that, like, straight pepper down the gullet mm-hmm. kind of a thing. I still don't like those kinds of rye, but I've learned that rye doesn't necessarily mean that mm-hmm. anymore. There's yeah. a lot more to rye whiskeys than just the peppery spice, you mm-hmm. know? And um, if you can learn to appreciate the spice, you just got to figure out, you know, what amount do you like? What amount is palatable to you? Mm-hmm. What kind of uh, variation on rye is going to work for you. So mm-hmm. I'm just I'm but I'm but I'm having fun with that now. Now that I know that there are rye that I like, I look forward to finding out if this is going to be another rye for me to add to my rye list. Mm-hmm. It's no longer a fear for me. I think what I about think, you? I think rye's up there too. When we started the show I mean, I guess I could say scotch because um I didn't really have much experience with scotch. It really, the only experience I did have was negative. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it, I, I've noticed I like a lot more now. Now that I have a little bit more knowledge and a bit more of an uh, intermediate palate. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I think rye as well, uh, and the history that rye whiskey has in this area. Like I, I don't. Neither one of us knew that going into this podcast, and it kind of okay. just yeah. That kind of came, was made aware to us when we, after we started, and it was just like, oh wow, like there's even more of a reason for this this show too, outside of just us learning or us um, improving our our palates, you mm-hmm. know. So yeah, yeah, I'd say mine would be a tie between rye, rye and and scotch then. Respect, mm-hmm. respect. Mm-hmm. So, um, all to say, it's an interesting point though. And I grant you, whiskey is such an individual thing that you're not all going to have the same kind of whiskey journey or experience. I mean, we ask everyone who comes on the show, what's your whiskey journey? And we've had like umpteen million different answers to that, which is awesome, which is the way it's supposed to be. But if you're someone who's new and you're like, oh, I kind of wanted to consider whiskey, but I've always like not known where to start. If John and I can be any indication for you young whiskey drinkers out there, you not young age wise, but young experience wise, wait till you're 21 kids. <laughs> um, PSA. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> um, I'd say start with a, start with a bourbon and work your way into uh-huh. it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll find that a bourbon's a much easier whiskey drinking experience. I think it's, it's like, um, if you, when you start drinking beer, you don't start with an That's IPA. That's exactly where I was going to go. You don't yes. start with an IPA. You work your way up to an IPA. You start with like a lager or something. You start with something like light and yellow and crispy. And well, I mean, if you're really going in the whole like alcohol, you know, uh, progression, everybody starts out with Smirnoff Ices or mm-hmm. some, some sort of sweet like malt beverage like that, you mm-hmm. know. And bourbon technically, te- 
usually has that sweeter. That's the mm-hmm. corn. It has a sweeter. That was my attraction to it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's still um, one of the reasons why bourbon is still my favorite drink. Mm-hmm. I still, I mean, even even though I've learned to appreciate rye and scotches more, bourbon mm-hmm. is still probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think we said off camera, but um, last week when we or when we were at last episode when we were at Whiskey Fest, mm. I think we we agreed on if you want to get in the PA rye whiskeys, then you start with Liberty Pole. Mm-hmm. And then, if you want to get a little bit more advanced, the next like immediate, intermediate level, then you work up to Dad's Hat. I would argue Stolen Wolf. Okay, okay, that was that was the one for you me. You think that next? Um, I'm thinking back to when we sat down at PA Libations. Okay, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that's but again, it's so individual. Mm-hmm. And that's not like a dig against like Dad's Hat or anybody like that. I just think that, and that was also a year ago too. Yeah, your your tastes have changed. Mm-hmm. But I just know that when I was sitting down as a young whiskey drinker, the first one that she had me try that I was like, "Oh no, that's not a rye." She's like, "That's a rye." Was the Liberty Pole, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "All right, well, let's kick it up a notch." And then we had the Cask Strength Stolen Wolf Rye Whiskey, mm-hmm. which is like 108 proof. And I was like, "Okay, we're just kicking Something up like, like 25 mm-hmm. notches right now. What is mm-hmm. this?" But then I tried it, and I was like, "Wow, I mean, yeah." That kicked me in the teeth, but the flavor was there mm-hmm. and was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dad's Hat, for me, Dad's Hat is a little further down the line in terms of rye whiskey because Dad Hat does have more of that traditional pepper mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to it that I think a lot of people associate with the rye. And that's not a criticism or anything. No. It's just an observation I've no, made. No, and, and that's what I'm trying to make it sound like. is I'm talking about progression of, like, when you talk about progression of um, beer drinking, mm-hmm. right? You start with something... I don't want to say palatable because that sounds really negative. To, no, but to sweeter, a little you more want traditional. To try something that's a little, yeah. I, I don't know how to put. I don't know what word I'm trying. It's to It's not think as of. aggressive. Yeah, but in a good way. It's a. It's a it's great a intro. passive drink. It's a great intro. Intro rye pa rye whiskey. I agree with you. Yeah, stolen wolf would be next, and then I think yeah, working your way up to the dad's hat because it's mm-hmm. not. It's not that it's bad. Like I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy dad's hat, but it does have more of that pepper. It embraces the Monongahela rye. Yeah, it br- embraces it and embraces the pepper a, a little in bit a more. Big way, and I'm not saying that the other ones don't, but like that one, it's like full bore, full tilt pepper. Yeah. Um, and I think Liberty Pole is a slightly sweeter take on the pepper. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a it's a mellowed pepper. It's a very easy to approach if you're new to rye whiskeys. Mm-hmm. So, and Stolen Wolf, I think, is a great intermediary. You know, especially at that higher cask strength. Mm-hmm. Um, or the higher, uh, it, they, it brings a little bit more of the pepper in there, but you're still kind of getting some of the sweetness from the other, other grains in there. I don't know. I thought that the stolen wolf was kind of like a nice intermediary between the two, mm-hmm. but the cask strength, it's a good point. Yeah. The cask strength kind of helps mentally prepare you for kind of the kick to expect with a more traditional rye mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. or i don't even want to call it a traditional rye because if there's anything that i've learned about whiskey too it's that like what, what is traditional everyone's right. just so different from each other mm-hmm. what is truly a traditional whiskey i guess stereotypical would be a better word yeah you think you think it's like when you think of an ipa you think crazy hops you think of a rye you think crazy pepper mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so yeah 
Stereotypical is a good word for that rather than traditional. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's my, <clears throat> that's my rant. <laughs> so, um, well, you want to get into this bottle then? <laughs> yeah, I want to get into this bottle. Speaking of rye. Oh, did I say what the Act 7, Scene 3 means? I don't no, you I, didn't. No, so Act 7, Scene 3. So the Act number is the year that they've, however many years they've been making this. So they've been making mid, midwinters. They've been blending midwinters. For seven years now, scene three is is the uh, the batch number. So this is batch three, and they just started coming out with this. So yeah, this is again, this is only the third batch to come out, and I believe everything that PA got was third batch. Okay, I believe it was all batch or a uh, uh, scene three. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. So here you go. Yee! All right, guys. I actually did a little bit of research for this one. Woohoo! Um, We're getting better. Full, con- full, not confession. What am I in church? I don't know. Um, I don't think so. There's too much alcohol here. There's alcohol in church. Okay. A little bit. A little bit. It's like twenty proof. <laughs> full disclosure. There's the word. That's the word. We can cut that whole part about confession out. Mm-hmm. Um, or leave it in. Although that statement will now these statements won't make sense if I cut it out. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I dug that hole myself. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Midwinter Night's Dream. A lot of the research I got was from Wikipedia and Yahoo questions. Right now, you guys, <laughs> so I'm giving you full disclosure on that. But looking into it and everything, it made sense. And then I did a little bit of further research and verified a few things. So there you go. So Midwinter's Night's Dram, obviously a take on Midsummer Night's Dream, mm-hmm. William Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. So the cool thing about this bottle is that the artwork on the bottle is the same as the artwork from the title page on the first quarto of A Midsummer Night's Dream, which was printed in 1600. A quarto is... The size of the print that it was on. Um, but essentially, this was the illustration used in the first edition print of A Midsummer's Night's Dream mm-hmm. in 1600 by the uh, the Stationer's Company. Getting this from Wikipedia. Cite your sources. <laughs> um, but I just think it's really cool that this... I, I looked at the illustration and I was like, this has to be tied into Shakespeare somehow. And... It's yeah. It's it's the illustration. I mean, the, the name page. is a play on words. So mm-hmm. the, the artwork has to be. It has to be, and it's exact. It's it is the art from the title page of the first printed mm-hmm. edition of a Midsummer Night's Dream. So I just think that's really cool, and it just really evokes the whole vibe of what they're trying to give that old English vibe. The the woodcut is beautiful. Um, I love this bottle. I love everything about this bottle. It just feels like kind of older. Feels a little more antique. It mm-hmm. feels quality. The glass is a little heavier, you know, so it's it just feels a little thicker. It feels like it's got a little bit more weight to it, which to me, I don't know why, but whenever I pick something up, if it's got a little more heft to it, I kind of associate that with a little bit more quality, you know? If, well, it doesn't, it doesn't feel, feel cheap. like it, if you drop it, it's not going to just like shatter. Right. So I think it's a beautiful bottle. I love this bottle. Um, I like that they write the act number and the scene number in there. It adds just a little bit of touch of that mm-hmm. craft to it. Mm-hmm. Um so I just think it's I think it's great, and I just love the way they talk about what year this is, how long they've been doing it, what batch it is. All that stuff is done in such a creative way, and it all just ties together. I'm a sucker for good branding, and I think this is great branding. I think it's really clever, and if, I'm excited to try this one because if 
Act Five was any indication. It's great branding backed mm-hmm. up by a great product. Mm-hmm. So but we'll find out. But yeah, so I um, the guys the guys in the group that that have bought this already have already given rave reviews about all right. it. Excellent. So I rate this bottle a gorgeous. <laughs> Five out of five gorgeous is what approve. Oh, and I also found out there's Latin on the front cover. I don't really know what, why this Latin was used in the first place, um, but the Latin on the cover um, means essentially I'm accustomed to control the billowing waves, um, and I'm getting this from a Yahoo answer. So, you know. Can I add something into your yeah. segment here? Did you notice the bottle? Like, it looks like it's imperfection. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you see the air bubbles in, in It feels in antique. It feels old. Even, like, the the top. The cork right, is the one cork. of my favorite parts. Like, it's... It's it's a regular like, cork cork, but, like, mm-hmm. the... the I don't know. The top actual part of it. Yeah, the grain on it. You can yeah, it see. looks like it's handmade. Like, it looks like it would be something that would have been made mm-hmm. back... In the 1600s. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1500s. No, it's really cool. It feels handcrafted. It feels artisan. And the bird on the front is a um, halcyon bird, mm-hmm. which in mythology is said to be able to soothe storms on the sea, which is why the Latin with it is, I am accustomed to control the billowing waves. And I want to give a shout out to... Ano Biome six two five on Yahoo Answers. <laughs> Thank you. That's Level funny. six answered this question ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so fun, yeah. Do you want to drink it? Yeah, so I was thinking if there was any other bits we wanted to do before. We, I want to drink this. I want to drink okay. and I want to sit and talk because I want to enjoy this. Cause I do too. This is, and it's also like you know what's perfect, John. It's supposed to get down to like thirty-two yeah. degrees tonight. We're mm-hmm. supposed to get like an inch of snow tonight, like our first official snow of the year. Mm-hmm. What a great freaking night to drink this. Yeah, this whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what did, what did what was the what did you say this was a perfect flannel wearing weather? Snuggling up in your flannel jams That's underneath your flannel blanket in front of your flannel fireplace. <laughs> How would that flannel, 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 flannel? The color is so dark, and we're in our control today is obviously Buffalo Trace because of the rye. Um, Caramel apple. Mm-hmm. I've been sipping that on that already just to get yeah. my palate ready. But yeah. um, I mean, the color is. So Super dark. Mm-hmm. It's a stunning super amber. amber. Yeah. Oh, like it, it, yeah. Like when you think what this amber look like, it looks like this glass, like this pour. Sorry, that was water. That was water. Don't get excited, folks. Is he peeing on the podcast? <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Thank you for really keeping it classy up in this joint. I think we threw classy out the window a long time ago. Whiskey's only for the sophisticated. Actually, I do always feel fancy as fudge whenever I'm drinking a whiskey. I know it's not like an elitist drink mm-hmm. by any means, mm-hmm. but I always just when I, there's something about having a rocks glass in a suit that just makes you feel like a grown mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And at 31, I'm still waiting to find out what it means to feel like a grown up. I'm st- I'm at 33. And I'm still figuring it out. So. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Shall we? Oh, well, well, first, what are you getting on the nose? Not a, not as much as I was with um, the Act Five. Yeah. But again, this is a fresh crack. We just opened this today. So that one obviously had been open and it had some time to air it. So I'm curious if that was a difference. I mean, usually sometimes, yes, it does make a difference, but. I'm getting the sweetness of that plum. Oh, yeah. What did the what did the web, website say? Hold on. I got to pull that up. Plum pudding. This year's release of Act, Act 7 is described as having notes of cinnamon rhubarb and plum pie. Orange Jaffe cake. Jaffa cake? What the hell is Jaffa cake? Star anise, cedar box, toasted pecan with dates. Black cherry reduction, molasses, birch root, ooh. Fig jam, gingerbread. They're literally just, these are all fall buzzwords. That's all these are. <laughs> but on the Act 5, I got a lot of pepper. And I'm not, I'm getting sweetness on this one. Dear God, this is probably going to be better. <laughs> yeah, I get like that sweetness, like that very plum mm-hmm. Fruit. Fruity, mm-hmm. not not syrupy as in like a pop soda for all you West Coasters and East Coasters, I guess. I think pop's more Midwest thing, Ohio, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, etc. But yeah, a lot of that sweetness that you would get from like a plum or something like that. And then some, a little bit of like citrusy sweetness too. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit of oiliness to it. When you, when you swish around the glass a little bit, the, um, the legs are super thick, super slow, like... You want to dive in? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Here's a pepper. <laughs> I felt like Act 5 was pepperier. Pe- pe- more. Act 5 was more peppery, said the adult. <laughs> this was um, super sweet on the front. Mm-hmm. I and thought the, there was some smoke on the back. And the pepper hit you halfway through and stayed. Mm-hmm. It, didn't ling- it didn't die out at all. It really stayed with you all the way down. I'm not getting as much of the pepper on this one. I, I, I get pepper, but that second sweet, sip, no. But that sweetness really balances out the pepper. Mm-hmm. It's it's. Oh. This get- would be a great. This would be a great ride to have. Any time, mm-hmm. but a great ride to have after a Liberty Pole before a Stolen Wolf. Okay, for me, mm-hmm. I think. You could have this pretty early on as a as a novel novice rye drinker, and I think appreciate yeah. it. I think that first sip was a lot was pretty peppery, mm-hmm. and after that, like second third sip, calm down a little bit. I think you got you know you get your palate ready for it. Mm-hmm. You know all those different like the cherry notes, the plum notes, like those things definitely. I mean, this this is the perfect season for this. Mm-hmm. And the pepper just gives it a little bit of that earthy smokiness. Not like a peaty smokiness, but just it's kind of like a slightly earthy, leathery smokiness to it on the finish for me mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. back end, um, which I really enjoy, which is something I look for actually in a whiskey. Wow, I sounded like I was from Ohio straight up there, didn't I? Actually. I mean, you are from some, you know. I know, but like... I don't often pull out like the oh my gashes and stuff like that, but every once in a while, like well, you're not from Solon, so no. But every once in a while, I say something, and my wife's like, "Oh, khakis, huh?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, khakis, khakis, khakis." No, 
Khakis. 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 Um, this would be perfect by a fire. I think that smokiness at the end. You already have that like fire taste and smell in your mouth a little bit, you know, from sitting next to like the smoke and everything. You know what this is begging for? A really good cigar. I mean, I got a bunch. I mean. <laughs> I work from home tomorrow, so. So do I. But I still got to get up and get kicking on the bus. Hmm. <laughs> but do you? Do you? Yes, I do. I mean, where's the bus getter? Right outside? Pretty much. Well, I mean, you know. But she starts across the street. Yeah. She's only eight. True. Okay. And I don't know what it is about eight-year-olds, but as soon as they get to a street, their neck stops working. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All, all they can do is look straight. They just forget to look left and right. <laughs> I mean, just... For the two-ton it... moving block of steel. I mean, if you're just if you're working from home, just throw in a hoodie and some glasses. Nobody will know. What's up, guys? <laughs> I was not up late when last we, night when drinking I, and smoking. When I um, on my work from home days, when I drop Connor off in daycare, yeah, I look like such a bum. I always have to like make a point, like, I oh, yeah, you know, it's so hard to get him up early, you know, when I'm working from home because I want to sleep in too, or so, you know, something mm-hmm. so that they know, like, yes, I'm not just I do lazy. work. <laughs> I am a provider. Get off my back. There are some mornings where I will like wake up and I hate when parents do this. Like we're all in the same boat. We're all Mm -hmm. tired in the morning. Mm -hmm. None of us want to get up to get our kids on the bus, but like, but we do it because we love our kids and because it's the right thing to do. And because otherwise it's kind of illegal. Um, But more the other two, but also the third one. But like I'll wake up in the morning and I'll be out there like in my sweatpants and like a t-shirt and a beanie like my stained sweatshirt in my slippers holding my son who's screaming while we wait for the bus and I just look tired and terrible so then when it's time time to get her off the bus I make sure that I've like showered and shaved and I'm just kind of like I didn't spend all day in my underwear (laughs) even though I probably did yeah I don't make that effort when I go pick him up (laughs) because I'm just kind of like nobody judge me I don't know the things we do to ourselves yeah right the self-imposed shame. You guys thought we were just going to be talking about winter whiskey, huh? You didn't think we were going to get into it. This, this is this is slowly forming into some sort of like therapy session. That like a, <laughs> like a dad, yeah, podcast as well. Which I feel like all podcasts, like whiskey podcasts, start gearing that way anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. Why do you think a lot of them started drinking? That's true. <laughs> Good point. So let me ask you this then. Mm. Suggested retail price is ninety nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. right around that. I think it was like, yeah, I, I don't remember exactly, but it was right around that with tax. Do you think this is a hundred dollar whiskey? Because a lot of people, you say a hundred dollar whiskey, they get a little, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah really, yeah. if you say you own own anything above like a fifty dollar whiskey, people are like, Ooh, you know, yeah. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. oh. So what I'm saying is, we've said before, high price does not always mean high value, good quality. Yeah. To some people, a hundred dollars is high price. Mm. Do you think this is a hundred dollar whiskey? I think it's a really good whiskey. I don't know if I'd spend $100 on it. 
I'd spend like 75. See, I would. I think this is a $100 whiskey. This no. isn't a go-to. I'm not having this all the time. That's true. This is that's one that's true. This after the like... winter season is over, whatever's left is going to sit on the shelf yeah, until next true. year. You know and what? And then we'll compare next year's with this year. <laughs> you know what? You changed my mind. Yeah. yeah, when you put it that way, this isn't a whiskey I'm drinking in the summer. I'm not drinking this whiskey in the summer. Mm-mm. Because it is, does have that oiliness to it, which adds yeah. a little bit of a thickness to it. It's almost like, I don't know, some people drink Guinness year-round, but for me, Guinness doesn't happen until I'm wearing a coat. Because it's too heavy for me. It's too mm-hmm. thick. Well, it's like a lot of stouts. I'm not drink. I'm yeah. a big stout fan. Yeah. But I'm not drinking stouts in the summer. No. Dead of July? Hell no. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, as soon as it starts getting a little chilly out, right, the temperature starts going back down. Yeah. Give me all the stouts. Yes, sir. That Which is probably why says. I like pumpkin beers, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, New Belgium makes, um, is it a lager? It's a it's a darker lager, okay. That they finish in Knob Creek barrels. Ooh, I've got two left at home. You should come over and have one. Okay. Um, and you can all come too. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Be left to call first to make sure I can clean. If they can figure out where you live, I'm gonna have to put all of my profiles in private. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I'll have to say like since this has got a little bit of that oiliness to it, there is like something that it's kind of like a stick to your ribs whiskey. Sorry, bourbon make me burpee. <clears throat> that's Dude, our next, that's our next shirt. A onesie. Bourbon makes me burpee. I don't know if that would work. <laughs> that might look bad. But it must be hilarious. <laughs> we, um, I don't, forgot. We don't who, have to put it on our babies. I think my brother got it for him. I don't remember. But Connor has a one. He don't fit in it, and he would never put it on because Lisa said absolutely not. But it was... <laughs> It said, dude, your wife keeps checking me out. (laughs) And I was losing it. And Lisa was like, he is never, ever, ever (laughs) wearing this. It's like, but it's funny. Wow. Go back to the uh, Buffalo Trace for a minute. Does it taste like water? Pretty much. Like apple it's like apple juice. Holy shit. And it's not that You got it. I what's got the, it. What's the proof? Ninety? Front, 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 front. Ninety. It's not that far off in proof. Front, 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 front. So do you feel like this is a ninety eight proofer? No. Dangerously smooth rye whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a part of the reason I can only drink it in the fall is because if I drank it year round, I'd get in so much trouble with mm-hmm. the law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah. This is, I mean, we always say, oh, this is a perfect fall whiskey winner. You know, this, this right here. If you got a, a fire pit or anything and you light it, mm-hmm. this is what should be in your glass. I would agree with that. Pour this in your glass, get out a nice cigar. Mm hmm. Get your flannel on, and then you get your fall on. <laughs> we need like a flannel cover for the bottle. Oh my gosh, a flannel koozie! Yeah, <laughs> they make bottle koozies like for like 
liquor bottles and stuff. We need yeah, to get but a this flannel one's one. So, but this one's so pretty. I wouldn't want to cover it. That's true. I love this bottle. I really love this bottle. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like a bottle you'd find on like an old ship. Mm-hmm. They really, they like really on Shackleton's went, ship when he was going to explore the Arctic. They they got into the, the Antarctic. The uh, theming on this one. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Oh, sorry, wrong show. <laughs> That show, so I can't watch that anymore. Why? Nailed it. Why? Too painful? Oh, yeah, it's too bad. It's just, they have to be making that up. They have to be, ma- it has to be an act. There's no way people are that stupid. I don't know. I gotta believe better in humanity. I don't know, man. Like, they give them an iPad I know. to do things on. I know. I don't understand it. I know, dude, I know. It's... I know, I know, but then, like, you meet people, and you're like, oh, people are that dumb sometimes. <sighs> We're just having all kinds of, like, crises on this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, crises about, like, what do other parents think about me? Mm-hmm. Where is humanity going? What kind of father am I? Is there a god? <laughs> let's, let's, let's not go there. We'll be here forever. Anyway, um, so when I went and bought this bottle, right? I love having random conversations about whiskey with people I don't know. <laughs> so, like, I was, I, I picked up, I grabbed this bottle right away as soon as I walked over. There's a whole group of guys standing around here looking at stuff. And I half kept looking because I could tell they were a little confused or just a little, like, searching. You know what I mean? And, um, so I stayed around. I looked around, see what else was there, see if we could find anything else random that I've been looking for. Or what else, you know, they had just gotten in that day. And it, it, and then we started a conversation somehow. I, I don't remember how it got started. But um, they were from Georgia. Georgia. They were Steeler fans. They came in town this weekend for the game. Nice. And um, so it was fun to sit and talk with them. And uh, Did you get they, them to buy a bottle of the Midwinter Night Shrimp? I told them to. I don't know if they ended up grabbing it because they stayed there after I left because I had to get back home. But um, we talked about all like local ones and everything. And they were doing a tour at Wiggle. Okay. Yeah. And they were doing a distillery tour. I said, that's good if you want history. If you want whiskey, change it and go do the Barrel House tour. Yeah. Because that's, that's, you know, I explained the whole situation. Yeah. But it was just really, really cool to uh, just talk with some. And it was neat because he had um, two... The two bottles left of the E.H. Taylor small batch oh, what? that were on the shelf. Yeah, he uh. grabbed both of them. And he goes, this is $70 in Georgia. And I said, the small batch, not the single barrel. He goes, yes, the small batch is $70. Holy crap. It's 35 here. Wow. And I said, yeah, I would I said, ask if they have any more in the back. <laughs> he goes, yeah, that's why I'm buying a bunch right now. But um, John, could I trouble you to pass them in when this nice trend? Oh, yeah, want some more. I don't normally do this, but you know, here we are. Tis the season. What? what? <laughs> That's what I should have been doing this entire time—is just talking like this. Well, you were doing a Scottish accent at the last show, so yeah, I was having a great time. <laughs> this is super oily, but in a good way. I like it. I know. Yeah, like it's not oily, like. A Wendy's cheese. No, actually, I can't even say that because I love Wendy's cheeseburgers. It's not oily like. Like, you don't feel gross. Yeah. 
I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. I mean, any any fries, anything that has oil on it that you like, always feel like you. Yeah. You're never like your hands are never clean. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It's not like you just finished a quarter pounder with cheese in the middle of the car, and you're like, "What do I do with my hands?" Mm-hmm. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. But it's oily. It's it's almost like a syrupy. You know. Yeah. Previous years. Uh, was a blend of six and sixteen year whiskeys. I don't know what this one is because I can't find any details on it. If you have, if you know the details on it, go ahead and comment on our one of our uh, social media posts. Let us know the socials. <clears throat> oh, it smells even better when you pour it again. <laughs> the second time around. Yeah. Well, I'm just smells... picking up. I'm just picking up more. Fruit pie notes off of this each time I try it. I, I know I've compared whiskeys to this in the past, but with this, I'm just getting it again. Mm-hmm. I'd be a terrible whiskey taster, like, officially, because, like, the nosy bottles and stuff that you're supposed to be like, oh, yes, I smell the leather. I smell the graphite. I smell the mm-hmm. asphalt. <laughs> no, I smell, like, I, I don't know. I smell moments. I smell experience. Oh, we've we've I gotten that places. with Kevin and Rob about yeah yeah this it's it's a memory mm-hmm. sparker really. But like um this just reminds me a lot of I've mentioned this in the past, so I'm aware that I'm repeating myself. Everybody, but the old um guard tower at the Fort Pitt Museum mm. that old sweet earthy Mm -hmm. smell that's in any revolutionary building you go into anywhere across the country i get a little bit of that off of this and not just because it's like an old antique looking bottle and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. i just that is this one of the smells i get and i love that smell Mm -hmm. i don't know smells like history oh before we forget i mean people know at this point but your rating sir Oh, this is a house. Even a with, even as a hundred dollar bottle, this is a house. Yeah. No, you convinced me. I'd spend. I'd, I'd drop a hundred bucks on this once, mm-hmm. and then that bottle would hopefully last me a couple of falls. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't even I don't drink need, it every night. I don't need. I don't need to purchase Act Eight, unless for some reason this bottle is empty by next year. Then mm-hmm. yes, I will purchase Act Eight. Mm-hmm. But um, no, this is one that could that could sit. Yeah, I could keep this and mm-hmm. bring it out every. You know. I'd bring it out like maybe now. once a week. Yeah. I'd probably, this would be like my Saturday night kind of a thing. I'd probably only have one glass. Let it last. Let it breathe. You know? Mm-hmm. And this is, that's another thing, is this is a sip and whiskey. This is not a chug it. Okay. That's what we didn't do yet. Dram it. Dram it moment. My hashtag dram it moment has nothing to do with me. Well, it has to do with me, but nothing that happened. Okay. Anyway. Dram it to whoever the hell realized that Zantac is bad for you. Did you see that report? No. It's all over the news for like a good bit. Because I'm on like heartburn pills like every day. Like I can't like function some days because it just like immobilizes me. Anyway. Right. <clears throat> so they came out and did, we we're doing these studies and everything on, on Zantac and found out that there's nothing bad in it, but the way it reacts with the body, they can't prove that it does or does not 
cause liver cancer. Undetermined. That's great. And because of that, the FDA is like, nope, recall all of it, even the stupid generic version that I get from Giant Eagle. So I had to throw it away. <laughs> and now I, I got to go be like Prilus Act or something. One of the other ones, you know what I mean? But like, damn it. Yeah. Dream it. Dream it all. Shit. <laughs> Holy forking short balls. Son of a bench. Yeah, so that's my dream because you know, it's just I saw I tried to do all these other techniques. So you try this, you try this, some breathing techniques. Nothing works. I need my I need my pills. Another forker. But anyway, that's a good drama moment. I mean, it's a sucky drama moment, mm-hmm. but I'm, it's a good moment to share with everyone mm-hmm. as a drama moment. Sorry, John. So is anybody else dealing with the same shit I am? <laughs> <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. To show solidarity. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, okay. We said Haas, right? I Haas. forget because we took a break because I had to put my son to bed. Anyways, yes. life of a dad, people. Life. We said it before. This is real life here. This is the real life of the father. Um, Haas, you were also Haas as well, correct? Haas. Yeah. Even with the price. I think it's great. Cheers. <clears throat> Um, let me pull up my phone again. Hold on. So, right now, and again, who knows, uh, by the time this comes out, which hopefully is Wednesday, um... Because it's Wednesday. Not sure how many... So, as of November 9th, at 9.16 a.m., there are 46 starters, 15 setups, and 14 closers available. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the Knob Creek single barrel picks that Whis- Pittsburgh Whiskey Friends did with the uh, Bourbon Cleveland Bourbon Co-op. Uh, if you go on the Facebook page, you can see it's one of the announcements. As soon as you click on the Facebook page, Aaron's post says update is... Um, is there, there are the three different bottles. Of the, they're called the starter, the setup, the closer... Like in baseball, there, like I said, there are 46 starters, 15 setups, 14 closers available. So go on there. It has the registration link. Fill it out. It sends it in. It reserves whichever one you want to get. I think that was that was it. I think they sold out of everything else. The the bags and bottles for this year's advent calendar look pretty cool. I'm excited. See. So this is going to come out on Wednesday. Aaron thinks Thursday evening the advent calendar's uh, registration will go up. So look for that later this week. Any other final thoughts before we uh, start to close the show? Final thoughts on the mid- win- midwinters. Midwinters is a midwinters in my book, John. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks, check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. TD injures at all three. One-stop shop to find everything you need, pittsburghwhiskeyfriends.org slash those dram The Patreon link is there. The Threadless link is there. You can actually listen to the shows via Spotify on there. All the social media links are on there as well. Also, while you're there, check out the rest of pittsburghwhiskeyfriends.org. Um, they got a lot of fun reviews and other um, events and stuff that are coming up that you can find Continue on the being a member. Continuing being a member. If you're not a member... Consider being a member. That's the word. God bless it. I don't want anybody to leave the group. 
Well, yeah, continue to be a member, <laughs> you guys and gals. But if you're not, consider being a member. Don't consider. Do it. I don't even know what you're waiting for. Do it. Do, Do it, it now. now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, one-stop shop. Check out the website. It's got everything you could ever possibly need. I don't need to make this outro any longer because it's just all right there. That's what she said? <laughs> I don't know if that works here. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, son of a shit. Okay. Son of a shit. That's a, a new shit. one. Anyway. T-shirt. Trademarked. <laughs> Dream it, son of a shit. So, I guess <sighs> all that's left to do, Zachary, sir. Cheers to you, buddy. John, buddy. Cheers to you. And cheers, cheers to the ends. ends. <laughs>